The contents of the lab report are meant for educational purposes only. They're not meant to be misconstrued as medical diagnosis or treatment advice. Today on The Lab Report, we're going to talk about this wild, amazing, crazy product called Endo Plus. The best way to assess your hormonal health. Going to be talking hormones, baby. The world of medicine can be challenging. Clinicians and patients are always looking for more options, more effective treatments, and in the end, more answers. Functional and integrative medicine focuses on addressing root causes of disease. Here at Genova Diagnostics, we've watched this field evolve and grow for over 35 years. We've not only adapted, we've led. Join us as we talk about functional medicine, laboratory testing, and optimizing health. Welcome to the Lab Report. You know, whenever this time of year comes around, mm. I, I, I curse you because that means it's checks mix time. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I noticed that uh, it hasn't been, people aren't going through it as quickly as normal, as usual. Because I've gained 20 pounds based on your checks mix. Hello! Hi, Michael Chapman. How are you? I'm doing great, Patty Devers. How are you? I'm trying to avoid your checks mix. Yeah, I know. It's I, really I hard. I haven't had to make as many batches yet because that tin has still got oh, checks mix God. in it. God, it's so good. Anyway, this is a podcast. It's called The Lab Report, mm-hmm. and it's where we talk about things like specialty lab testing, integrative therapeutics, functional medicine, all that delightful stuff, and it's brought to you by Genova Diagnostics. And if you're new to the show and you just found us, welcome. You have picked a great day to listen to this oh, Lab man. Report podcast because it's going to be awesome. So welcome. And if you're returning, thank you so much for all of your support. Don't forget to go to iTunes or Spotify, follow the show, rate, review, stars, all that good stuff. Yeah, and if you have additional feedback, you can send feedback to podcast at gdx.net. That is our email address. And lastly, of all this housekeeping, mm-hmm. if you are a consumer out there and you want to try out Genova's products for yourself, you can head over to Con- Genova Connect, which is connect.gdx.net. And we have a special promo code to we get do. you some percentage off. What is that, Michael? That promo code is the lab report 20 Type that in in your cart and you will get 20% Whoa. off of anything that you might buy test-oriented through Genova Connect. Awesome. All right, Patty, what are we talking about today? Where do you want to start with this concept? Because, man, hormones, right? The endocrine system difficult. Yeah. is, f- like, when you look at it, every organ system is complicated. Sure. There's no exceptions, and especially the zo- <laughs> the higher resolution zooming in into mm-hmm. cellular me- mechanisms, everything is basically complicated. But when you think of trying to untether kind of that ball of yarn uh, or that string of Christmas lights to figure out what's really going on underneath the he- endocrine system in your patients, really challenging. And it's not only the fact that, you know, in treating the patient, but in trying to understand what could be causing it and being the root cause, because as we know, we say this all the time, all of your hormones influence each other. So if one hormone is off, odds are several others will be too. And not only that, when patients present with symptoms such as things like fatigue, that could literally, the root cause of fatigue is so vast. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's yeah. so many things. There's so many different hormones that can be causing that. It could right. be low testosterone. It could be low thyroid, low or high estrogen. So right. there's so many complicated factors when it comes to a patient sitting in front of you and thinking about, is this a hormone problem and how do I get to the root cause? Yeah, absolutely. And one of the reasons why everything has this kind of overlapping uh, network around the endocrine system is there's so many feedback right there's there's right. checks and balances yep. so you know when one thing gets off kilter then something ca- tries to counterbalance it so that you stay in you know relative homeostatic normalcy right mm-hmm. um and so that's that's why oftentimes we tend to 
get really unexpected findings when yeah, we're running sure. hormones because often we're not running actually what <laughs> the, the, the test that's the problem area. Um, and that can be dangerous too because in the course of a normal day, hormones fluctuate quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And in the course of a week, they fluctuate. And certainly with uh, female menstrual cycles and all these other rhythms and cycles, uh, it's, it's really challenging to know. And sometimes you could get an abnormal lab result, think mm -hmm. that's really what's driving the problem, try to correct that and be missing the mark the whole time. Let me give you a personal example. Okay. I used to work in the hospital night shift, right? I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. My TSH was like eight. Yeah. So he put me on thyroid medication. I moved to Genova. I quit night shift. I'm on the day shift. I no longer take any thyroid medication. My numbers are beautiful sure. because the root cause was my HPA axis. Right. right. So that's a perfect example of treating something but not really getting to that root cause. Right. And in that case, your circadian rhythm was all jacked up. Correct. Meaning your cortisol curve was all Correct. jacked up. Correct. And the compensatory mechanism was for the thyroid to slow down cellular mm -hmm. mechanics. Yep. And so by giving Synthroid, I assume. Yep. Uh, that was just putting a little bit of a band-aid on the energy function and probably even sapping your bank account as it relates to cortisol even more. See, I'm so glad I'm healthy now. But even when we speak to clinicians about this very complicated topic on the phone, we often invoke that pyramid. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where in functional medicine, we talk about hormones and their hierarchy as this pyramid. Uh -huh. and, and we talk about the base of that pyramid being the thyroid or the HPA axis and then the middle thyroid and the tip of that pyramid being the sex hormones, though now we're recognizing that the even deeper base is that of metabolism. And so we try to put it in context to say, if you continue to chase sex hormones like estrogen, progesterone, or testosterone, and you haven't addressed the base, which is your adrenals, or looked at your thyroids, then you're going to be chasing your tail. But that may not be the most perfect model. It's not a perfect model. I mean, the whole concept around models are to try to take something incredibly complicated and simplify it in more general senses. And so, sure. you know, we know that all the hormones have major overlap and influence each other greatly. Uh, so, you know, if we're thinking about a pyramid and the or four layers of the cake and the bottom layer is metabolism mm -hmm. up to cortisol, up to thyroid and then sex hormones, um, we know that that is probably can work top down and bottom up mm -hmm. where the sex hormones at the top are influencing to a certain extent, even your metabolism around insulin and things of that nature. So Correct. there's a lot of overlaps. There's a lot of feedbacks. Um, but I think the pyramid, the one thing that it does is it also is a little bit of a model around uh, what we would call a naturopathic medicine obstacle to cure. Mm hmm. By that, I mean, you if you start by treating that base layer with insulin and metabolism, the likelihood that you're doing harm is very low. Mm -hmm. And the likelihood that you are going to have positive impacts on the other layers is very high. So it also kind of gives a little bit of a, a, a relative importance to starting with that bottom layer and then working on the next layer and then the next and the next. And that's not what happens a lot of times is often... Patients want symptom relief, right? right, right. And so w often what we reach for is either bioidentical hormone replacement or thyroid, mm -hmm. thyroid hormone. Right. And because that makes people feel better pretty darn quick. And that can be positive, right? It can give people the energy and the motivation to then work on the more <laughs> difficult layers like sure. insulin mm -hmm. and cortisol. Mm -hmm. uh, but... I think it's always good to keep that in context to know that we're doing a little bit of palliative care, band-aid work, mm -hmm. so to speak. So um, 
yeah, I, I think that part of the model is actually probably even more important in your mind rather than thinking about, oh, this is really how it's working physiologically. Correct, correct. And to your point, we're looking at this huge triangle with all these these four different layers. Mm -hmm. And you're a clinician, you have a patient sitting in front of you. You're gonna want to do something to help your patient's symptom relief. But more importantly, you really wanna figure out what's going on here. Is this even a hormone problem first and foremost? Sure. And then, sure. then number two, you wanna see the full picture. You don't wanna just pick one because by looking at that pyramid, this clinician would have to order sex hormones, then a, a thyroid assessment, a cortisol and DHEA assessment, fasting insulin. I mean, these, there's a lot happening here. Right. So in general, if you're out there and you're a clinician and you have this patient sitting in front of you, if you want to do the very best due diligence for them, you're going to check all of these different labs. Mm -hmm. The good news is here at Genova, we have all of these labs. And the better news is that we actually have a profile that puts all of those things together yeah. In one profile. Yeah. So this is why we we really over the last good bit of time have been spending <laughs> putting together this product called Endo Plus uh, because there's a there's some complications. You just mentioned there's a lot of different things that you want to assess to get a full, complete sure. picture of someone's you know hormone cascade. Mm -hmm. um, but we also know that there are often different uh, mediums that you Ugh. would be using uh, yes. to, to look at those. So f the most basic problem here is if you're trying to find how well somebody's detoxifying their estrogens, that's almost always done via looking at the urine. Correct. And so you have to combine that urine portion with another method to check cortisol because the literature is all basically looking in the saliva for daily diurnal cortisol rhythms. Mm -hmm. um, and so now you have a saliva plus a urine. Um, thyroid, traditionally, conventionally, has been checked in the serum. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's been validated, FDA cleared. So now you've got three different matrices. How do you get, do you really want to schedule three different reports or mm -hmm. order three different tests, this one from LabCorp, this one from over here, this one from over there. Correct. No. So what we try to do is make it easy for clinicians to be able to get it all in one collection pack. They can check off whichever of those matrices they want to look at. So some clinicians might like to see salivary testosterone. Some might like to see blood testosterone. Um, and they can decide based on this one collection device because all the options are there. Okay, so you just said all the options are there. So yeah, yeah. I, in my mind, I'm imagining a clinician opening this box mm -hmm. with all these different types of tubes oh, yeah. and trying to figure out the sample types. So maybe we need to just break down the sample types and when or why you might use those. I love breaking it down. Let's break why, it down. Why don't you break it down this time? I can break it down. It's time to break, break it down. Okay, let's break down hormone sample types, Sweet. meaning serum versus saliva versus urine. So your hormones travel around in your blood and they are bound to things like sex hormone bonding, globulin, and albumin. So when you measure something in serum or blood, it's un it's un inactive. It's bound to other things. Sure. Right? If you measure something in saliva, it's not bound to any protein, so it's free. It's bioactive, ready to go. Free like that baseline. That's right. And then if you do urine, think about it. Urine is a filtrate of your blood, right? So what's coming out is the waste. It's excess or whatever production, either by an endocrine gland or peripherally of parent hormone, but it's also the breakdown metabolites of that hormone. Now, I'm going to steal 
Stephen Goldman's metaphor. You okay. know the famous metaphor that we always talk about. I can't. I don't even know what you're saying. I'm just listening <laughs> to that Rhodes in the background. <laughs> Metaphorically, a guy walks into a bank. He walks up to the teller and he asks to see all of his holdings, his IRA, his stocks, his bonds, cash. And that's like measuring something in blood. It's everything, everything you got, right? If the guy says to the cashier at the bank, I just want to know how much cash I got to spend today. What's in my account that I can pull up for cash? That's like saliva. It's okay. ready to go. Okay. I got it. I cash can go on shopping. Hand. That's right. Liquid. That's right. And urine is like asking the teller for all of your receipts on how you spent your money so that you mm. can take a look and see where did it all go. Mm. So that's kind of like urine looking at metabolites. Mm. Yeah, I... Personally, receipt management, not mm-hmm. my thing. Mine either. Um, but, uh, not going to lie. What about blood? Did you Let's talk about blood. I already did blood. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was listening to the, the sweet groove in the background, <laughs> I guess. Should we do it again? No. I, I, I can't be the only one. No. Rewind. Or here it is in a nutshell. Blood, it's bound to stuff. It's not immediately biologically available. Mm-hmm. Saliva. Free, unbound, ready to go. Urine, all the receipts. How you broke it down and metabolized it. Does anyone go into a bank anymore? <laughs> Do they even have banks? <laughs> Such a good point. So all that being said, um, and and I think that's a good explanation of you know how we kind of think about assessing hormones, either in the saliva, in the urine, in the blood. Uh, again, it's not a perfect model no, to be fair and I, I think it's important to understand that there are a lot of clinicians who have a preference for either serum saliva urine over the others um, and there's also a lot of people out there who have strong opinions about you know whether one is the best or not whether urine's the best or saliva is the best uh, I, I think part of the reasons why we built this the way that we did was because based on the literature that we've reviewed um, we're not 100% convinced that the jury isn't still out mm-hmm. on this entire picture. Correct. And I don't think there's enough evidence to necessarily say some of the things that we, we think we know for sure mm-hmm. about, you know, what saliva tells you, what urine tells you. And so, uh, you know, from our standpoint, if you have a preference, we offer all three of these uh, different ways to assess hormones and I think specifically the sex hormones is where most right, of what right. we get into the conversations and the arguments and stuff like that. I mean, a really great classic example of this is like if somebody's taking topical bioidentical hormones. Uh, it'll be like, oh, you can't see it in the serum. It mm-hmm. won't show up in the serum. And oh, you know, actually saliva is best because it's it represents tissue levels as compared to what's circulating. And, uh, you're, you know, you get all these sort of things. And when you kind of peel back the layer uh, to try and figure out where that came from, it stands on a little bit of uh, uh, shakier ground than one might think. Uh, and you're absolutely I'll, I'll tell you exactly what you're what you're pointing out here. You know, Christine, here in our department, we've been in the literature for the past two to three years, literally mm-hmm. diving into this. And there's not a lot out there. A lot of it, it's, it's anecdotal based on clinicians' experiences, not taking into the many, many variables that go into that. And to your point, you're taking a, a topical something, progesterone, but you're also taking an oral estrogen product or in, in how those things interfere with the pharmacokinetics and how mm-hmm. they end up in whatever matrix it is. Right. There are so many variables and none of the literature does kind of this where you, you're getting stuck for blood, you're spitting and you're peeing yeah. all at the same time. That right. doesn't exist right. yet. Right. And so that's one thing that we're going to try and, you know, really 
peel back the layers of that onion to, to figure out physiologically what is likely true about this entire sure. situation. Sure. I think one thing that is pretty consistent in the research is that, um, <laughs> like all things, right? It depends. Right. Every patient is different. <laughs> yeah. And uh, really, the comparison should always be from the patient to the patient it's themselves. Sure. Um, and where you run into trouble is where you try to think that there's one type of test or one type of therapy that works for all people. Uh, and that goes for saliva. We've seen that uh, there's different levels to which people secrete hormones into their saliva. Vastly different. Yep. Um, the amount to which it comes in the urine has a lot of different, as you mentioned, pharmacokinetic alterations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so that's certainly something to be aware of as well. Um, <laughs> even oral hygiene has an impact on all of these evaluations if you're doing saliva. So yeah. your gut microbiome, you oh, know, how, sure. how your estrobilum is working. Yeah. So Liver what, detoxification correct, capacity. Correct. And it, all of there's so many variables that can affect all of those things like yeah. diet, nutrition, you know, your detoxification. What are your exposures in the course of a day? So to your point, it's, there's so many variables that no one takes into consideration. So it's really an N of one for each person. Right. And so <laughs> going back to what we were talking about at the beginning, if you're going to sit there and have a you know, an awe around the awareness of how complicated the endocrine system is, Mm -hmm. then you should certainly be a little bit skeptical when you hear like, oh, you know what? The only way to test these hormones or this is the best way for all people is, you know, blood or saliva Mm -hmm. or what Mm -hmm. have you. Then it really kind of argues against itself (laughs) because it's just complicated. It's just totally complicated. And the thing that's maddening, too, is. You know, I think a lot of us in functional medicine, anti-aging medicine, and and everywhere else have been poo-pooing serum evaluations of sex hormones Mm -hmm. for so long. (laughs) At I I think it's an overreaction. I don't think it's entirely fair. And that uh, that argument could be its own entire podcast episode, to be honest. Um, And that's some of what I'll be talking about this week at at A4M as part of the lecture. So plug there. Um, But for me, if I was kind of doing a general configuration, and this is just me personally, you know, I think I would probably start with a patient with looking there in the saliva for sex hormones as well as cortisol. Mm -hmm. Um, That's pretty much melatonin. That's Mm -hmm. pretty much standard. Thyroid is going to be in the serum. And then definitely want to check the urine if you're doing any type of hormones. And even if not, to make sure that estrogen detoxification is not proceeding in a risky way. By that, I mean creating metabolites that are uh, inducing risk for hormone-mediated cancers. Right. And by virtue of the, the this Endo Plus profile, we're measuring all, give you the option to measure all yeah. of these specific matrices. Right. So basically, you could get a, a full thyroid assessment, you get salivary cortisol, DHEA, you get melatonin, you get urine um, for parent hormones, as well as metabolites. And it's sure. all part of this Endo Plus profile. But the beauty of the Endo Plus profile is that just like we do the Genova way and Michael as the director of product and innovation has created this this way of Genova looking at data where you synthesize all of it and you put it on that front page and, and you kind of put all the information together to give clinicians scores and pillars to tell them where to focus their efforts and then we offer therapeutic options and so like we do for all of our other product lines we have now this Endo Plus profile which synthesizes all of those different hormones together because like we started this Mm -hmm. entire episode out saying it's really complicated and interconnected so this is a good way to put it all together and so i thought maybe michael if you want to talk about the structure and the function of that front page it might be helpful for clinicians out there well i think you explained it well um it's always helpful to know where to start 
And that's kind of the overarching concept of having score systems and pillars and mm-hmm. stuff like that, because, you know, it directs you as far as what's a main headline and, and what do you need to not worry about so much. And so that's that's kind of the general understanding of it. Of course, you know, it also is a way to track your patient over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that It's helpful in that way, too. The other thing that I think is important is we try to kind of bring things back to functionality. And, you know, in the instance of of endocrine here, one of the main functionality aspects, I think, is this dance between your corticosteroids and your androgens. Um, And and anabolic versus catabolic. Which is what we're calling, yeah, anabolic-catabolic balance. Wear and and tear or growth and repair. You got it. Um, And so on this, if you order the saliva portion of the cortisol and the testosterone, then you're going to get this kind of weighted measurement of whether the system is tipping more towards anabolic behavior, which tends to be associated with, you know, osteopenia, osteoporosis, low immune function, weight gain, uh, all those high cortisol type issues, or is it more leaning towards uh, higher levels of cat- anabolic processes like building muscle and growth and repair and all that sort of stuff. So that's hugely important. I know uh, even Dr. Kalish, you know, one of his main pillars of health is this idea around anabolic catabolic balance mm-hmm. and so um this is this is another evaluation that we have right there on the front page that's awesome and also on that front page we have this graphic called estrogen metabolism mm-hmm. if you order the urine portion to look for the metabolites and we know that there are three main estrogen metabolites two hydroxy 16 alpha and four hydroxy sometimes called the good the bad and the ugly mm-hmm. and so we have a graphic right on that front page to tell you if you how you align with the healthy cohort or if one of those is imbalanced such that you need to be worrying about different detoxification yeah um end of the day i think you want to make try to limit the four hydroxy metabolite as much as possible mm-hmm. um so you want to kind of make sure that's hovering on the lower side of things if possible and if not you want to encourage greater detoxification in your patient so that's that's helpful too and um you know really the rest of it of the report. So the four pillars that we have make sense. We have sort of an adrenal cortex pillar. We have a thyroid pillar. We have a sex hormone pillar. And then we have an estrogen metabolism pillar. Those are kind of the four main things that we have there. And um, so you get scores for that. And then the rest of the report is, is really just trying to, you know, is actually patient results. Right. And I should note that, you know, on top of all of those things that you could potentially order, uh, there's a ton of add-ons that we have on there as well, like FSH and LH, androstene, dione. We have genomics on there that are relevant to hormones like uh, vitamin C-1-T, D receptor yeah. and, and CYP1B1, MTHFR. So those are options. Uh, cortisol awakening response or CAR is an option. So um Really, anything that we have to offer from an endocrine perspective, you can get on this one uh, collection pack, and uh, you don't have to be, you know, spending your time hassling with so many different labs, so many different collection packs, so much, so much different information and data. It's all there on one report. It's really, really awesome, and I think to wrap it and all it's up, it's pretty. It's beautiful. You know, it's my beautiful. favorite color is purple, right? I, I clearly, but well, that's the endocrine <laughs> color here at Genovis, purple, and it looks awesome. So the report's beautiful, <laughs> but you know, just to kind of wrap this up, we've been talking this entire episode about how complex hormones are. All hormones work together; none work in isolation. If you're focusing just on one hormone and trying to fix it, you might be missing a whole bunch of other information. The EndoPlus puts it all together for you. you saliva, urine, blood, all the different hormones can be measured and we synthesize all the data all in one collection pack and this beautiful report 
and of course the medical affairs team is here to help you work through what all those results results mean yeah um we'll have a fully literature cited support guide kind of what we call the endocrine bible that's going to be associated with this product as well i'll say one more thing too um that was great it was a really great sort of plug wrap up there patty uh thank you that's the reason why you're in content i think <laughs> but i'll also say that Another feature of this, should you be so inclined and interested, almost with a little bit of a scientific research mind, Mm -hmm. because of the way that it's designed, you could theoretically get a lot of these hormones in all two or three different matrices. Mm -hmm. You could look at testosterone in saliva and blood. You can look at estradiol in saliva and blood and urine all at the same time. Um, I'm not going to tell you we are expecting those things to always be aligned because of like we've been talking about pharmacodynamics. It's probably very different, but the bonus the the feature of that is we're going to find out a whole lot mm-hmm. about where these hormones start and where they go and whether I have any anymore after mm, all the parenting. Good and point. Yeah. Next time on the lab report, what are we going to do, Patty? Well, it's Christmas, so we should probably do something Christmassy. Yeah. We, I mean, we've got like a day to do it. We'll get it done. We can make it a holiday extravaganza. Maybe there's something about Christmas songs we can do. Oh, You've been listening to the lab report. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, rate us, and leave us a review. To learn more about Genova Diagnostics, visit our website at gdx.net. There you'll find information on specific testing, educational resources, and how to connect with our show. Call us at 1-800-522-4762 or email us at podcast at gdx.net. So I put my Christmas tree up and I put that ornament on there that you got me last year, the Christmas pickle. Yeah. So every right. time we I talked about my, that on every this time, podcast. Every time I put my tree up now, I'm going to think of you. Michael Chapman got me a Christmas pickle. It's a very fancy Christmas pickle, if I remember. <laughs> it is. It's random. Like, I still don't it's get the It's glass, thing. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's a fancy pickle. But I still don't get it, the whole pickle thing. Do you have one on your tree? I do not. We do have, like, glass sparkly nintendo controllers from that same company though no seriously yeah that's weird that's a that's a weird ornament kids like games (laughs) i like games too